With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Late Shift. My name is Rodney Fisher. Of course, I'll be joined by Royce Fisher here in just a second. Again, I want to remind you guys to always go back and download the show on iTunes. Uh, just do a search for RF Sports Radio or just search for The Late Shift where you can pick up a subscription for free to uh, to the show. You get it delivered to you every day. And then also make sure you go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. There you can get all your sports news information, as the uh, as the intro mentioned. And then also listen to not just my show or this show, but also shows from across the country as well, too. So we got a lot to talk about in our little half-hour uh, show tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the NBA and, and kind of our experience of the All-Star weekend and the All-Star break and what to expect going forward for the NBA. A lot of news there. And, of course, we'll, we'll spend a little, few minutes talking about a subject a little bit closer to home. That's uh, one Des Bryant and the Dallas Cowboys and how – each is kind of playing their, their side of the fence, per se, and we'll get more insight on that as well, too. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get, jump right into it. Let me welcome to the program Mr. Royce Fisher. Hello, Ronnie. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a lot warmer uh, here in Dallas yeah, than, I was, than I was in New York. Absolutely, man. What a uh, fantastic weekend. But what also is a miserable weekend because of the weather. I don't think I've ever been so cold in my life. And yeah, it was, it was definitely cold. It was definitely cold. Absolutely. And also joining us for this particular episode is a man that probably doesn't need much um, introduction. Of course, if you listen to RF Sports Radio, you heard him on the air quite a few times. The host of Four Quarters, uh, Sports by Omi D, one of the two. It's none other than Mr. Omi D himself. How you doing, sir? What's going on, gentlemen? Gentlemen, gentlemen, pleasure to be on the air with you guys tonight. I'm actually hanging out outside, uh, enjoying Absolutely, this, homie. this new non-New York type winter. Oh, bro, it's good, man. Anytime <laughs> I can hear your voice, man, it's good to have you. <laughs> good. All right. Well, since I got you two uh, sports guys on with me tonight, I want to jump right into it and talk a little bit about this. All-Star Weekend, we had a chance to be a part of it uh, for the fourth straight year, uh, thanks to the NBA. We were able to be there for the Friday night uh, Rising Stars Challenge, which had a great format where, where it was against uh, USA versus the entire world. And just to have a team full of world players that are in their rookie and sophomore year says a lot about what the NBA has been able to do as, as, as growth of a uh, 
of a global game. So I got to see a lot of the younger guys on Friday night. Then Saturday, of course, was more of the younger guys plus some skills competitions with the three-point contest won by Steph Curry. And, of course, the slam dunk champion, uh, Zach Levine, got to see him put on a big show. And then Sunday wrapped it off with the older guys with Dirk catching alley-oops. Uh, of course, uh, Russell Westbrook won the MVP going for uh, tying a record at 42 points in the All-Star game in Madison Square Garden. So, Royce, I'll let you have the floor real quick. If you can talk a little bit about the weekend and, and what did you leave from All-Star weekend knowing something that maybe you didn't know before you got there? Well, it was pretty much like I expected. Uh, great game, man. You know, of course, they don't play defense, but it was great for the fans. I thought the uh, Celebrity All-Star game was pretty good. I like seeing uh, Kevin Hart. He won it four years in a row. Of course, tonight they lost, but haven't seen our celebrity. I had a chance to talk to uh, Anthony, the uh, actor in uh, Blackish, and J.D. Holmes. That was kind of good. And, of course, not a lot of celebrities were there that night. But it was, it was, I, all in all, it was pretty good. But the highlight of the whole weekend to me was Dirk Nowitzki's dunk and the tribute <laughs> that he made to Vince Carter, man. I, that, that was probably the most tweeted thing coming out of the All-Star game. I was on Twitter as that happened, man, and everybody talked about that. I thought that was the highlight of the whole weekend to see him. Probably his last All-Star game, but to see him do that tribute to Vince Carter, man, and to see him actually do a alley-oop dunk, man, was fantastic. Yeah, I think in the post-game, uh, the video I have and which will be on the website tomorrow. He, I know I asked him about that alley-oop. He said it was the first time he's caught an alley-oop since 2004. Uh, so that tells you how right. special that was. And the catch in the garden was just special as well, too. You know, I left that weekend uh, with a couple of things. First of all, uh, even though it was bitterly cold, I mean, we're talking about negative degree temperatures out there, um, being able to go around New York because it was at both Barclays and Madison Square Garden, so I got to see a lot of, Manhattan and um, and the city itself. I, I just want to say that really New York is a pure basketball town. It, it's a pure basketball Absolutely. city. I mean, when you turn a corner, you turn two corners, you're at a, a park that has a that has a goal set up. Um, and, and, that, and that's one of the more unique things that I think I found out about the city that I maybe didn't know. I mean, you hear about Rucker Park and uh, the different parks that, you know, the famous parks with some of the black top heroes that play, but to actually see, like, a park on almost every other block uh, where kids can go play basketball really really says a lot about what the city gets behind basketball as much as they do. The other thing is, you know, the the uh, the atmosphere or the lure of Madison Square Garden is real. You know, when I got yeah, there I on uh, Saturday for the practice, the only thing I wanted to do was get on the court. I mean, the way they have it lit, is like I've never seen a basketball court lit like that. It's like the spotlights on the court, and then uh, everything in the stands is kind of dark, almost like theater seating, like you're in a movie theater. It was weird, but you know, just to be on the court in Madison Square Garden was was really neat. You feel that kind of nostalgia by being there, being inside the garden. Uh, that was huge. The other thing from the from the player standpoint was, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They may not be the Best team in the league. Uh, they may not make the playoffs, but they've got to have one of the most talented and athletic young groups 
that I have seen put together. I think they did a good job of just drafting and, and making trades. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, the MVP from that Rising Stars game, he's the truth, had 23 points. Zach Levine had 22. Uh, but then, of course, you had Shabazz Muhammad, and and uh, they had another player in the game as well. So they had four players total in that Rising Stars game, which has never been done before. And then Saturday night for Zach Levine to dunk like he did, I mean, he looked like he was just making layups. It was, it was effortless for him to dunk like that, and he's only 19 years old. So I was really impressed with what the Timberwolves have and uh, just to be a young squad and kind of show up. And I thought they really featured their players very, very well on Friday and Saturday night. So I thought that was huge for a young team like that. And I think if they can keep that team together, they're going to be pretty good. The other thing is uh, Russell Westbrook, I thought, put on an excellent show. Outside of Dirk's uh, dunk, he was fearless. Uh, you could tell he really wanted to win MVP, and he was just—he he had a flawless performance. I mean, you would think that anybody want that big stage of a uh, Madison Square Garden All-Star Game, and LeBron tried his best to be MVP, but Russell didn't back down. I mean, he's shooting three-pointers, going to the hole. He actually threw the alley oop for uh, Dirk, so I, I just thought it was really, really good. You know, uh, Omid, you got a chance to watch a lot of that as well from. The uh, warmer confines of Dallas, Texas. Uh, so, what did you kind of take away from that weekend? Well, you know, first of all, I want to let you know that everybody knows <clears throat> RF Sports is a class organization. They did ask me if I wanted to go and cover this weekend, <laughs> but I did feel like Let Royce and Rodney handled that. Those guys are better skill set and suited uh, to get that. So, I did take the fans' perspective this time from the couch. And uh, you know, I did. I enjoyed the rising, the rising as I say, rising star talent game. And you did make a really good point. Minnesota had, I mean, practically a starting five in that yeah. game. And uh, you know, you made a good point. Hopefully, they can keep those guys together. Uh, you know, these days with money and contracts and things like that, if they can keep them together and build them for a couple of years, you know, we might finally be looking at the Timberwolves, and you know, as a, a playoff contender and possibly a finals contender. But, um, you know, I love the All-Star game. Like you said, I love Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, he got in there and did his thing. You know, almost uh, broke the record for, uh, who was that, Wilt Chamberlain's record in the All-Star yeah, game. Right. I think was he missed it by one point. And, uh, you know, exciting thing. Like you said, everybody was out there going at it. Everybody wanted that MVP thing. And uh, the dunk contest, man, from sitting at the house, my niece and my sister were actually over watching uh, the dunk contest, and she was just my sister was just floored by Levine, and I was too. The other, you know, other contestants they were, you know, okay, so and so, but Levine, there was so much air up there. There was so much air left for him to do, you know, more. And you know, everything was between the legs. Everything was reversed. Everything was from behind. You know, the goal, the impossible stuff. And I think that's what the dunk contest has been missing a bunch of competitors that truly can dunk and truly can get up in the air. You know, a lot of these guys were just, okay, they were just slamming the ball home. They weren't really doing any kind of finesse dunks. But I think that's what Zach brought to the dunk contest, and that's why he walked away with it. But what did bother me about the All-Star game was the skills competition. <clears throat> um you know, where the guards basically were going through, you know, kind of like the cones, and they had to do the chest pass, right. the layup. And three point, like they they were just bagging it the whole way. Like I mean, it was almost like a joke <laughs> competition. 
to him. And, you know, it reflected to the viewer, to me, it looked that way. I mean, you could just really tell that it wasn't of that in kind of importance to them. Like, eh, you know, so what, I won this. But, you know, I think that out of everything All-Star Weekend, that's the only part I think they need to somehow put some kind of fire under that under that part to get the guys to compete more often or compete harder. I mean, it's just they just really were just like, eh, it's practice, you know. It's worse than practice. But other than that, great All-Star. Well, you know, one of the things that kind of got batted around between a lot of the media guys uh, in in attendance was should they make it to where events like the skill challenge uh, or even the three-point contest, should that just be only only involving uh, all-stars, guys that were selected to the all-star game? You know, of course, they would expand the rosters at that point, but um, a lot of talk about that, you know, what they could do differently, and I think, with the, what, what Zach did really brought more focus to the dunk contest, and I, I like that because it's one of the best events around. Royce, you going to say something? Yeah, let me go back to a point you made about uh, uh, Madison Square Garden, MSG, if you're in New Yorker. That's what they call it, MSG. But the aura of that place, man, I, I can scratch it off one of my bucket lists because that was one of the places I always wanted to go to and have a chance to go there. Like you say, the audience and the aura of that place is like like no other place in the world. I also want to go back to uh, what you said about changing the format of the skills competition and the three-point competition. I like to see them bring in an amateur, you know, like have some kind of nationwide contest that the winner go and test the skills against the professionals. I think that would be yeah. kind of interesting to see that become part of it. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would definitely be something different right there. That's a good idea. Right. You know, uh, before we move on to our next topic, one thing I want to pose to you guys is uh, another observation I had I want to get you guys' opinion on was, you know, when, when the whole free agency period really started uh, this summer, you know, you had LeBron as a free agent. You had Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, you know, uh, Paul Gasol, of course, he ended up going to Chicago. But a lot was made about Carmelo. You know, he went around to Dallas. He went to L.A. Uh, everybody kept wondering, why would why would you want to stay in New York and play for a team that's not going to go anywhere? Uh, you could go match up with anybody. Uh, but you know what? A- a- after the weekend, after being there, I-, I understand a little bit better why he decided to stay why in New York. Playing in New York is totally different than playing in I don't know. I mean, I I can't say, you know, for L.A. or Chicago, depending on what your preference is, but to be from that city and then to represent the Knicks and play in the garden every night in front of uh, stars and uh, on that stage, you know, and the, and the fans in the, in the that I was sitting next to, they knew basketball. They knew pick and roll. They knew what sets they were in. They knew the coaches. They knew the – uh, the history of the Knicks. They knew everything about basketball. So I can understand that they kind of need for him wanting to stay there. Well, it's, it's a true desire. It's almost like with Dez Bryant <clears throat> being in Dallas and playing for the Cowboys, you know. It, it, it's, part of, it, it's part of you. It's part of your culture. It's what you grew up watching. You, you grew up watching those guys play and wanting to go to – MSG and wanting to hang out there and wanting to play and you finally get that opportunity and like you said it, it is a huge stage you play before 
many more stars. I mean, of course, every now and then I go to the Mavericks game, and you know that counts as a celebrity in the building. But you know, I'm nothing <laughs> compared to a, a Spike Lee or something like right. that. So you right. know, <clears throat> it's a big thing. Jay Z comes and hangs out. You know, anything can happen in New York. Anything can happen in Dallas. But you know, I give credit where credit is due. That's New York. So yeah, it's a big stage. It's a place to to. As I say, you've been in Denver. You've been in Denver a long time, and now right. you're in New York. At least even now that you're about to be out four to six months, you're still the topic of conversation, huge topic of conversation in sports world. And then the city of New York is such a big sports town, man. You know, even the Yankee fans and Mets fans, they're lawyer fans, man. You know, the, the history of the Garden, the history of Knicks basketball, and And the people, like you said, all the stars are there. You can see anybody on any given night at a New York Knicks game, and I think that's why he wanted to stay. And plus, he's getting paid very well to stay in New York. Yeah, that's true, too. And you need that kind of money in New York. Let me just tell you, hotels and Times Square are not cheap, all right? (laughs) They're not cheap. Nothing's cheap in Manhattan. I've learned that the hard way. Not even Hennessy's cheap in Manhattan, so... Uh, you know, it, we're gonna talk a lot more about uh, about the Knicks because, of course, we have another Knicks that's joining our local team, the Dallas Mavericks. We'll spend more time about that tomorrow because uh, tomorrow, Amari Stoudemire will make his debut in the Dallas Mavericks uniform as they take on the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. A big, big game. Uh, so I'll, we'll wait and talk about that then. And also, of course, as you mentioned, OMD, Carmelo shutting it down for the season. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that, more about that. Uh, tomorrow, but before we go, we got about 12 minutes left. I want to spend a little bit of time since you're on with us on with us on with D talking about uh, what you alluded to with Dez Bryant and the Dallas Cowboys, and and just to catch people up to speed. If you haven't been paying attention to uh, any of the sports channels or any of the newspapers, there's a lot of talk about franchise tagging uh, Dez Bryant. Of course, if he gets a franchise tag, he's still going to make roughly 13 million a year. He wants a long-term deal. I can't be mad at him for that. He feels like he should be paid top receiver money. It, you know, I just I just say this. I, I agree with what the Cowboys are doing. I think that franchising him is the smartest thing to do. Um, and I think Dez really calling a rock in a hard place because, you know, if they haven't offered you a long-term deal, there's something more that we don't know. That's how I look at it. There's either – his uh, new agent, Tom Condon, who he got rid of Eugene Parker, and I with Tom Condon, who was a Rock Nation. Maybe he's not been able to kind of communicate with Jerry the right way. Or it could be that there's something else that the Cowboys know is a problem with him that they've hid for so long or just had kept it out of the public for so long that they really just can't invest that kind of long-term money and a guy like that. So I want to get you guys kind of thoughts on it. That, that's how I feel. I don't see a problem with doing the franchise tag. I think it's very, very smart. And uh, I want to get you guys' opinion on that as well, too. I'll start with you, Amity. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, I have to agree from a business standpoint. Uh, hitting Dez with the franchise tag is a good move because this team is still a Super Bowl contending team. Um, you know, with a, a couple more nuts and a couple more bolts here, <clears throat> and some good calls from the referees, you know, this team could be in the Super Bowl. So you want to be able to try to keep these guys together. Now, granted, 
your window for winning a Super Bowl and keeping a team together like that long haul is about three years average because of contracts and the way things run out and play out these days. So I can see the Cowboys possibly looking at, well, maybe we can just keep this boat together for about another year and then we'll let everybody go and start all over because right now they only stand at their $14 million under salary cap. So even if they sign this to a franchise tag, that's only going to leave them a million dollars left for DeMarco Murray and any other things they might want to show up on defense or on the offensive line if they needed something else. So, you know, I think right now the best thing for Dez to do, like you say, he's caught in between a rock and a hard place. you got to look at this from the aspect of where do you stand the chance to win a championship sooner. And maybe if you're just going to be here for a year and it's going to be a franchise tag thing, y'all just want to keep it together for a year, take maybe $8 million. Take maybe $7 million. Let DeMarco get his $3 million and maybe bring somebody in on defense. <clears throat> Pay them one point eight for one season. See if y'all can get it done. If not, then everybody can negotiate contracts, go where they want to go. Let's just try to hold it together and win, win one Super Bowl. If we get one Super Bowl, money won't be a problem anymore. Before I go to you, Royce, you know, I just want to pose this question before you answer that. You know, there's a reason why Michael Irvin never left the Cowboys, uh, because the Cowboys protected him in situations that we didn't know about, even though a lot of stuff came out in the media. There's a reason, as good as he was, as elite of a wide receiver as he was, he knew he couldn't go anywhere besides the Cowboys. He had to stay a Cowboy. And I think – if Dez really wants to test the free agency waters, I think he'd be making a huge mistake because the Cowboys did a lot for him that other teams are not going to do. I mean, think about the way he came into the league, what they did for him. They're not going to do that. So he's really got he's really got no choice. He's got to stick around. Can I get on get in, get in on this? Okay, if you look at the history of Dez Bryant, uh, first of all, let me say this. You can't compare Dez Bryant and Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin was the leader on the field, and all the te- you know the team went as Michael Irvin went. He was a different type of person than Dez Bryant is. And you have to look at his history on the field and off the field. It's not very good. This is really his first complete year of playing a full year with the Cowboys and with the state the NFL is in today, with all these players getting into trouble, with all these players. Uh, you know, out of grace, uh, it'd be kind of foolish to take a chance on Dez Bryant. And to put a franchise tag, tag, tag on him is really good for Dez Bryant. He's going to make between 12 to $14 million a year. And you have to look, this is his first full year as a Cowboy to play an entire year. Uh, they made that mistake before about giving these guys money up front. They ended up hurt. They didn't end up their career in Dallas. They were traded. You know, we can go far back as uh, Miles Austin. And the last couple of Dallas receivers have have all been hurt. They never finished their career as Dallas Cowboys. And this team is built for like three years. Tony Romo maybe has another year or two left on him for the Cowboys to even get a championship. Then you got to start all over again with a new quarterback and new players. Uh, he should take the twelve, thirteen million. Be happy with that. You only have a short window to make that much money in the NFL, and I don't blame the Cowboys for offering him a franchise. 
But don't you think, based on his play, that you know he's played he's not as well as some receiver. of the other elite receivers in the league? Don't you? No. You don't. You don't feel like you don't feel I, like I, he's, I, I, he's at that level. He's a good receiver, but you have to, like you said, there's something about Des Bryant that the Cowboys are not willing to make a huge gamble on. We don't know about, and like I said, you have to look at his history. He's not a guy you can absolutely count on. Otherwise, they would have gave him a long-term deal. Well, you know, I, I kind of have to agree me. with Royce on that. Uh, because you think about it, you know, you give this kid, because he first came in, he got a pretty good deal coming in. You know, he might get that deal. Like you say, he might clown out, wild out, and go off. You know, and that's one thing I've always complained about the Cowboys. They give people too large of a deal in the beginning, and they don't get enough results. Right. Now, maybe it's a, he wants a large deal with a lot of back-end money, a lot of performance money. Yeah, maybe that can be something worked out. But I kind of have to agree with you, Royce. You can't get this dude $30 million a year right now. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this. I mean, it could because – before we learn kind of what the Cowboys are having their plan and what they want to do with. And, again, you know, those of you guys listening, this is still very, very early. They could franchise them and still have them until July 15th to actually get a deal done before he plays on the franchise tag. But, you know, we were talking about what they're going to do with the two players, the two biggest offensive players that they have coming up, which is both Des Bryant and DeMarco Murray. Well, it's evident if they're going to franchise there's Bryant that DeMarco Murray's going to have to sign a deal. I mean, he's going to have to – and they, they're only offering him right now about $4 million a year, which if they franchised him, uh, he'd be making close to $8 million a year. So so what mm-hmm. message does this send to DeMarco Murray? Is this send the message that, look, we just we, – we have said publicly we're going to franchise Dez. So he's going to take this $4 million, or you might as well start looking elsewhere. Well, you know what, well, I think... Um, uh, go ahead. Well, okay, well, I'll say real quickly. Um, running backs are only as good as their offensive line. I'll say that that much. Um, DeMarco has a better chance of winning a championship staying with the Cowboys unless he can get to a team that has, you know, a pretty good <clears throat> good record. But right now, with, with everybody's cap space, you know, and the draft coming up, somebody might can find them a running back that can do what they need in the draft. You know, he's looking at a point where you might be getting $4 million right now, maybe a little bit less, a little bit more. You know, like I say, take the money, win a championship. You'll get the money on the back end when it comes to endorsement deals and everything. So that's how I feel about it. But I agree with you. With Dez getting the franchise tag, it's definitely a slap in the face for him to wake up. DeMarco Mary's best chance of ever winning a championship or winning a rushing type is to Cowboys. He go anywhere else, he's not going to get that kind of numbers. Uh, that kind of attention, you know, as a running back, he has the best line in football. And what did he make last year? Eight hundred, Not even 800000 right? Yeah, not even 800000 no, he... Right, so $4 to $8 million is a big raise. And if you look at it, this is only – this is the best year he ever had since he's been with the Cowboys. Right. So he yep, only right. has one good year with the Cowboys. Behind yep. a great line. Number one. Well, best you know, the thing the is, uh, look, okay, let me ask you guys this. And, Royce, I'm going to ask you first because you've, you've been very critical of some of the things that Jerry Jones has done 
since uh, they won their last Super Bowl in 95. You, you don't like some of the moves he's made, coaches he's hired, quarterbacks he's had, draft picks he's made. But, but do you feel better now knowing that Jerry's not just throwing the checkbook out there just because a guy has one good year or, uh, you know, the, the DeMarco Murray talked about almost as the NFL MVP at one time. And he hasn't offered him a big deal either. Do you feel like do you feel better about what some some of the stuff that Jerry's doing now versus what he did then? Absolutely. He's just following the model of what the NFL is like now. Look at the New England Patriots. Nobody on that team except Tom Brady is making a, a lot of money. You know, look at CLC Hawks. They have some good players. These guys are not the highest played players in football. That's just the model of the way the NFL is going right now. You may pay a franchise, I mean, a quarterback a lot of money. Of course, not quarterbacks are rare. But everybody else can be replaced at a cheaper price. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. You know, in, in the beginning of, of last football season, you know, during tailgate state, and, and of course, uh, you know, on Coach Rob's show, you know, I was not so much as sold on paying quarterbacks. You know, like I, I agree that quarterbacks should have been paid, but, you know, as being the most paid person on the field, no, I didn't. But now, change of direction, um, <clears throat> you've got to pay your quarterback because, Absolutely. Out of all the colleges that you see, all these quarterbacks and all these colleges that played all these bowl games, ten of these guys are going to make the NFL, and one of these guys is going to be a quarterback that we talk about next season. But n- probably none of them are going to be top ten quarterbacks next year. You know, any I'm not going to say any running back, but you could take any of the running backs from Alabama right now, put them behind the Dallas Cowboys NFL uh, defense, offensive line, excuse me, offensive line, those guys are going to get some yards because it, that's what it's all about. So, I mean, you, you make a good point as well. You're getting 800 k If they bump you up to $1.25 million, that's a that's a raise. You know, you're that's now a big millionaire. raise. Yeah, you're in the millionaire bracket. So, guess what? You also stand to win a championship and have great rushing numbers. So, I say stay with the Cowboys, man. It's like it's it's a no brainer to me. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us again for another short show. I mean, shows are just seem shorter and shorter every time we do one. We're going to make them uh, longer, man. We, yeah, we have to. We'll be on again tomorrow night, guys, 10 p.m. live, where we'll talk about Amari Stoudemire's debut as a Dallas Maverick, and we'll get into a kind of a late breaking story that maybe this. NFL themselves were involved in this uh, Deflategate scandal. Um, and I know Chris is probably happy about that, but we'll get into that and hopefully get a Patriot fan on to explain exactly what happened here. Uh, but, OMD, before we go, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. Hey, always check me out. OMD online on Twitter. O M I E D online. Just check me out. I got a show four quarters. Uh, with OMD every Wednesday, I record the podcast and drop it on rfsportsradio.com. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Stay tuned for more programming right here on rfsportsradio.com. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news 
information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.